Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the Magnificence Lab. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, here with our host, Sue Paulson. Hi, Sue. Chris, good to see you again. Good to be with you. I love it. Always, as always. Um, so this is a, 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 I don't know, is it a touchy subject or an important <laughs> subject? <laughs> From fearful to fearless as boomers. Uh, tell me, tell me more. Well, it's it's been a a, a a sensitive topic for me over this last little while. I I came face to face with some 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 doubts about what I was doing and fell into that that pit of of worry and and fear and you know what a variety of fears. What will what will people think if I succeed at this or what what will they think if I fail at it what if I fail what if I succeed all, all of this yeah yeah <laughs> this this stew that I was just <laughs> immersed in and it's the pot's bubbling over and I'm going ah I want out I want out I want out yeah. <laughs> yes and and it, it's so interesting because of course at at this age and stage of life uh, mm-hmm. I I have developed a certain level of confidence and a certain level of of competence and 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 I feel that I kind of know how to make my way in the world except when something new comes up. I've I've needed to shift gears, I've needed to yeah. and I, I think back and, and I wonder how many hit these um and, and and I guess if we're gonna live to a hundred, well, a midlife crisis starts at like fifty or and up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so what happens when, when you hit that, that place where you say, okay, what I was doing before either has disappeared or I don't want to do it anymore, or I've done what I want to do with it and I'm ready to move on. Yeah. So there's this limbo that, that occurs until the next big thing comes along. Well, of course, the idea of the next big thing can be pretty astonishing and delightful and exciting and all of that and then the reality of implementing it oh well that's (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably some real some real um viable concerns right like uh will i have the energy for this do i understand the technology to make this happen do i have the contacts that i used to have i I would imagine there's all kinds of things that come up uh, depending on the, the stage of life you're in Absolutely. Because it's especially when we've been defined in a certain way for a number of years. You know, I I know my my family sees me one way. So for me to be entirely mm. different than that, that <laughs> you, mm. you kind of wonder, OK, do I really? Mm. But I don't want to wait until they all die off. Right? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So then it's, oh, okay, well, I'm reinventing myself. And and the reinvention can be mm. a big challenge. And 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 sometimes depending on on how we've been knocked around in life, we might come from a perspective of, well, I don't know if anybody's gonna support me. You know, what's right. do, does the universe have my back or not? And yeah. um and that can cause some trepidation. Yeah. I would imagine for some, it might occur as a reinvention because they had one identity or a career, a way they did life before this limbo. Right. And now in this limbo, there's a, what am I choosing to do next with it? That would require, that would require a, a, a reinvention. 
for others, maybe it's just an expansion. Like they've been doing this kind of work. They've been doing this kind of thing, but maybe they did it under somebody else's umbrella. Maybe they did it in a different way than they really are wanting to explore now. In either case, both an expansion or reinvention would lead you to something new, something unexplored that you haven't done yet. Oh, sure. Sure. Well, and sometimes it's hard to let go of the old beliefs around whether it worked in the past or whether it didn't work in the past and and how it might work now. So some of that is is a requires a change in mindset mm. to say, well, what if instead of slogging it through and doing it alone? I mean, I've I've been a pioneer all my life. Mm-hmm. Try, you know, breaking trail and going through through thickets where nobody else wants to go. Mm-hmm. And and it was a hard slog. Well, I got tired after years and years and years of that. And and so I'm at the point now where I'm saying, man, it sure be nice to do it with someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, c- yeah. could I have help? What what about if a bunch of us got together and and mm-hmm. did it together? Could that be easier, faster, more fun? I don't know, you know, because I don't have the the energy level and the fire in the belly that I had when I was in my 30s and 40s. But I I still want to contribute. I still want to, and maybe even more so now because I don't, I'm not raising a family anymore. And and so so I have time and and some energy that I want to devote to that. It's a different kind of fire. Maybe it's a slow burning fire instead yeah. of like a, a raging fire, I, you know, <laughs> none, no less intentional, no less um, impactful, no less um, potent, just, it just different shape. It's a different yes. style. Yes. Maybe. I think so too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. It, and it's that it's almost morphs into a, you know the slow the 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 coals that have have gone from huge fire to yep. to hot coals and embers burn a long time and so so that's that slow burn i think that there's a persistence of that there's a um, perseverance in that that comes from saying hey sure slower steadier Yep. Because we've learned stuff, you know, we don't get so right. jumping up and down about things as, yeah. as we might about one time. Yeah. What I There may be some assumption in, in the conversation so far that we can probably just put on loudspeaker about um, who we're specifically speaking to, right? In terms of moving from fear, fearful to fearless about what as a boomer, like about um, a life's work about getting a job. Like it's not about getting a job, right? This is about finding no. the thing you you want to do with the rest of your life. I'm assuming that's the assumption. Oh well, and and that that would be the direction that that I would uh, look for is what is it that's going to provide meaning for the rest of my life? Do right. I do I have a purpose, a reason for being? Mm-hmm. Maybe I I never looked at it that way because I was too busy putting food on the table and raising my family. And now mm-hmm. I'm saying, well, okay, what what is out there? I have a level of freedom and a level a level of mm-hmm. flexibility and and um, 
resources that I didn't have before. So what could I do with that? Yeah. And and so mm-hmm. so for those who are saying, well, mm-hmm. and maybe somebody has a a hidden passion that was there. It's been sort of simmering for years and years and years. And now they say, okay, I, I, I'm ready to fly now. I'm I've hit yeah. that point where I can set all the rest of that aside and really move forward with this. But I'm not too sure what that looks like. And, right. and it could be a, a big turning uh, yeah. away from something that was pretty familiar to mm-hmm. a big fear of the unknown. Like, <laughs> I don't know what this is going to look like. I just know that I, I, I have some fire in the belly to do it. I mean, I sort of have a sense or a hunch. Uh, I think it's just in the human condition, but I think that first inspiration can hit you like that, like a tidal wave or just a big whoosh. What am I doing? Do you have this moment of clarity, right? You go, what am I doing? I want to do something that matters. I want to go out with a bang. I'm going to, I'm going to finish strong. Something that just, it, my life is more than this. Mm-hmm. And then that you you get that moment of inspiration, the the moment passes and you're like, crap, how do I do that? And if you don't put yourself in a position of being in the inquiry of how to do it with others who are having that inquiry, what can happen? I think this is my intuition part about the human condition. You can be left with like, I don't know. And then, and and the people around you aren't talking about that. So what happens is you go back to, this limbo you just kind of exist in limbo so you're neither content nor nor you're not either you're not like turned on but you're also like yeah not depressed you're just like i wish and i think that can that that can turn into days can turn into weeks can turn into months to years and pretty soon you're like well now i just it, i'm the moment's passed i missed it too late yeah yeah absolutely Oh, oh, sure. Because the 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 environment to nurture that is is crucial. Because it is so. Because let's face it, in in the the whole boomer population, there's probably only a small percentage mm-hmm. are going to even want to entertain this idea. Yep. Yep. And so, finding others that that are like minded yep. is not necessarily a simple thing because their current social circle may be involved in you know uh flying off to florida for the winter or or um engaged in in travel around the world and 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 they're just playing and having fun and and there's not a thing wrong with that if that's what what moves them but for those who say well i like the idea of that but it's not enough it's not enough for me because i'm more than that and i think i have more to contribute well then when you start to find so it, it, it's a matter of looking around and saying, well, who else is yeah. similar to me in that? I think it, 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 I think it creates some interesting dynamics because um, on one hand, that could be a vulnerable conversation, right? To, for you to be able to be honest about or transparent about that, I want to do something more that some people might think I'm crazy to well, just, you know, you're in your golden years. Why don't do that? Like, just enjoy the, enjoy the thing, whatever. You're like, I don't want that. But who can you talk to? Um, I, I think it can be, I just think that it, it brings up some opportunities. <laughs> I would say obstacles, but maybe also opportunities to be mm-hmm. vulnerable. Um, but we, I don't know that it's a boomer characteristic. I'm a Gen X, so, you know, forgive my ignorance here, but I, 
the boomers I was surrounded with growing up were not very vulnerable. And yeah. it's not to say that they didn't, they didn't have feelings or things, but I just think they weren't used to no. sharing. The, the boomers I knew weren't used to sharing. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to a large extent, um, the boomers that I've been surrounded with uh, weren't that used to sharing either, except that because I've, I've traveled in the arena of, of where I want to go, more personal growth, more spirituality, that kind of arena, yeah. then I do keep attracting more and more people into my life who are from that persuasion that they have traveled that path and whether they're somewhat younger than I am or somewhat older or my age they're interested and so um those are the people that that I lean on to say okay here I am because they don't see what I'm doing or what I want to do as odd they don't see it as as why would you do that? Like there's not, there's a level of understanding there that just helps me breathe a great sigh of relief that, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not alone here. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, I always love Ram Dass's quote, you know, we're all just walking each other home. Yeah. But there is a thing that as a, a boomer who wants to um, reinvent or expand your life's work, um, to find others who are doing the same thing. They're in the same inquiry. They're in the same process to find others that are doing that. I just think creates momentum. It creates camaraderie. It, it, the whole oh, thing sure. works better. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And and it's interesting that, that we feel very vulnerable because let's face it, boomers were born before computers came along, it, you know, and, yeah. It, yeah. At, at, at least personal computers and and so so the the technology has gone so fast and so far that that a lot of us feel as if we're being kind of left in the dust here mm-hmm. and yet we have things to offer so so it's interesting when i find someone mm-hmm. younger who's willing to partner with me who has the skills that i lack and i don't particularly want to i I don't mind learning some of it, but I don't want to, I don't want to do it. Okay. And and here's the, the cool thing about that to me is that that partnership with the younger generation can, can really um, cement mm-hmm. some very interesting dynamics in, in how people go and grow, I think, yeah. because, because, the, the younger ones can benefit from the wisdom of their elders. Yeah. And in turn, they can support those in the boomer generation who want to go on a path that really supports yeah. the universe and supports the planet and, yeah. and all the rest of it, you know, makes life better for all of us. Yep. Right. I saw, I think one of the reasons I reached out to you for partnership in creating this magnificence lab community was, um, I could see uh, a fire in your belly, right? That you you were doing things that were different than I knew other boomers to do. Mm-hmm. You were um, you seemed curious to me instead of fixed about something. You seemed open. Um, you were talking about possibility instead of complaining about you know news and weather and current events and. Yeah. You know, like that you just, there was something that seemed like you seemed like someone who was interested in creating 
change. Like, let's, let's see what we can do with this. And I thought that I just want to be around people like that. Yeah. And that's why it, as, as a, as a younger person, I don't typically try to build relationship with boomers mm-hmm. because I'm not interested in the weather. I, I, I get this as a gross generalization. So if you're listening to this and you're offended, this isn't about you. <laughs> this, no. is about, this is about my Gen X yeah. um, experience of the general population of boomers. And, and, um, and I think it's the reason I'm bringing it up is I think it's instructive or helpful if you take an honest look as a boomer about how a younger generation views you as uh, a yeah. whole, as a population, yeah. like we, we, the reason you become invisible to a younger generation is, and, and the reason we think you're irrelevant, I'm saying this super harsh. I'm trying to be as direct as possible about it, right? The reason we see you as invisible and irrelevant is because you, you devolve into talking about weather and complaining about politics and not asking questions about the the what the bigger possibility but if you would just lead if you would ask better questions and invite the younger generation into your inquiry you yeah. might actually they might actually look to you as people who have great questions that the younger generation doesn't have answers to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway i i forgive me if that offends you listening to this i but i think it's important to like just call it say what it is oh well absolutely i, I find that when i'm in a, I've, I've had a couple of uh, dinner parties recently where I was in a group of boomers. Yep. And by the end of the evening, I'm I'm looking for some solitude because mm-hmm. I'm going, I don't want to talk about the operations and, and health and... and uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> My trick knee. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, not that... That isn't important to people at, on some level, but maybe a two minute thing, not the whole evening on and, and, uh, you know, the world's going to hell in a handbasket and right. everybody's complaining right. and, and the cost of this and that and on and on and on and, and the bargains you got at Walmart. And I'm going, yeah, right. Dear right. me. I, and and right. it isn't that I don't talk about that stuff, but it's me, not my main focus. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Of course, I, I, I like a bargain like the rest of us. <laughs> you know, I have a, I have achy parts in my body like the rest of us. Um, and I'm Gen X. Like, I get it. I, yeah. But to your point, like the thing that fills me up, the thing that excites my soul are the conversations about what's possible and what's next and what are we doing with this life. And uh, I have a friend um, who is – she's a boomer, um, probably in her 70s, and she'll say um, – she, she just hates it that um, her peers – she calls it practice getting old. You know, it's like, we just practice getting old. We're like, so we start talking about weather and current events and complain about this and talk about, you know, like, and then, and we just do that for the rest of our life. No, thank you. Uh, (laughs) Shoot me now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But do you see like, that's what I, and this is my point about like a younger generation, not wanting to talk about that. So if you want to be relevant, if you want to be a magnificent mentor for others who are coming up and can continue your legacy beyond your lifetime, then maybe consider having some relevant conversations or, or being visible enough for people to, to see you and what you're reaching for rather than what you're complaining about. Absolutely. Well, and and the the thing that I have found so fascinating when I talk to young people, 
people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, I'm so encouraged about the state of our or the future of our world because these people, these young people are amazing. And, and I don't think they know it yet. Well, as boomers, we could start telling them, like, what would be wrong with saying to to this younger generation, look, you, you're you're doing amazing stuff here. And and I want to be a part of that. I want to help you get where you want to go. Hmm. You know, I want to mentor you from where what I've learned about life and, and where you could go in your life to get over some of those rough spots, those bumps, those whatever. And and I, I'm just totally optimistic about where we are in our world because of that. And when I share that with some of my boomer friends that aren't paying maybe as much attention, they're kind of, really? Mm. I'm going, well, mm -hmm. look around you. You know, like we're not going to hell in a handbasket. Sure, we have problems. Yeah. But but they're solvable and and there's the heart in these in this younger generation to do that. And and if we just look at our own hearts as boomers, there's a big heart there. And yeah. I, I heard a yeah. statistic that between now and I think it's when the last boomer group retires, 10,000 a day are retiring. And I'm going, and I, I guess that was North America. I'm not sure, but I'm going, that's a ton of people and a ton of influence right. if if we use it, you know. I mean, we we had a significant, we played a significant role in the the late 40s and 50s when we were we were all in early 60s when we were all born. Well, then that continued through the, you know, the hippie generation and on and on. There was significant impact in the world. Yep. Well. Are we just going to die off with a whimper or are we going to grab hold and say, well, we still have work to do. We still have, we still can make a huge difference on our planet. Love that. I hadn't thought about the, the idea of um, encouraging younger generation. I really like, that's an interesting idea to me, just even the, and not that that's the only way, but just no. when I think about how many um, boomers notice what I'm doing and send me messages that encourage me and and tell me that they see what I'm doing. Nobody does that. No. First of all, nobody does that. Second no. of all, boomers don't do it. Like, but there is some wisdom in, I know as a dad, I have an 18 year old son, 17 year old daughter. And I, I had made a decision, my best decision I ever made. The only, really the only parenting principle I think I ever um, uh, picked up and, and decided to do hundred percent was, only tell my kids the good stuff. Like I just would constantly catch them doing something uh, good and, and acknowledge what I noticed about, Hey, I really like how you do this. I noticed when you did that and, and to be that voice in their ear, like I didn't have that growing up. My, my parents no. didn't really do that. They weren't verbal that way with me. No, no, me either. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How cool to have <clears throat> a, a group of people self-aware enough and vulnerable enough to be willing to give feedback and compliments and encouragement to others who are wanting to take the baton and do something with the planet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause we need each other, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 How, how, so give me some, a sense of moving from the fearful parks. We've kind of think covered that a little bit here to the fearless part. Like what have you noticed for you that has been helpful in, moving you to a fearless 
space or mindset? Well, one of the things that that is always uppermost in my mind is is to acknowledge the feeling so that that because if you deny it, suppress it, it mm. just goes underground and and builds this kind of inner anxiety. So so it's to just bald face say, yep, I'm 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 scared as scared could be right at the moment. And Mm. and face it you know anytime you run from your fears it just keeps chasing after you and chasing after to you so yeah. at some point you turn and face your fears and say okay how how bad is it really yeah. and 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 what's it all about so so I usually have a, a good think about it because often when I mm. I do a little analysis and take it apart it's not as big as I thought it was going to be you know it seemed to be this big and actually it's really only this big so mm. So sometimes I just feel the fear and do it anyway, whatever I was going to do. I just say, oh, well, let's just, yeah, I'm feeling afraid, but little acts of bravery takes mm. you, takes you forward. And, and so that's certainly one of the things that, that, um, that I've done. And a question that a friend of mine is fond of asking, and I ask it too, is, well, what's the worst that can happen? If I, you know, if I do this, what's yeah. the worst that can happen? Yeah. You know, if I don't do this, what's the worst that can happen? And mm -hmm. and based on that that thought processing, then you begin to see, well, well, it's worse to not do it than to do it. You know, the the what I get from from doing it, even though I'm fearful about it, is far more beneficial than if I fall into the pit and and do nothing because I'm too afraid. Mm -hmm. And of course, I think all of us, I'm 73. Well, when I track back in my life, I've had things happen that are, were far more terrifying and fearful than anything I'm facing now. I mean, it's yeah. just this much now compared yeah. to what it was. And, and I got through all of that. Mm -hmm. So obviously I have some skills and some resiliency to move through it. And and I think everybody else does too. You know, like, is, is there anything else that was more scary to you that you got through? Well, if there was, then, oh, guess what? You can get through this too. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. That's so good. I love it. I love it. I think that there is, um, well, I don't know. I just feel like there's something in this, conversation for this generation to I guess if you already have a platform if you're I think I'm thinking politics right because I think there's a lot of boomers in politics um yes. but I think you know if you're not a politician and you're someone who is an average person you know an, a citizen somewhere who but want, has a heart to make a contribution and impact some some way somehow um the awareness of the thoughts you have and the feelings you're having and to acknowledge them and to take action anyway, to move, to move the whole thing forward to me is encouraging, inspiring. Um, I have a lot to learn from others who are on the same path as me, regardless of your generation. Yes. If you're a boomer, an Xer, a Gen Y, millennial, whatever it is that you are actively involved in the arena of your important work, you know, that you're in the action of bringing about your important work. I have tons to learn from you. And I think that's um, the more we practice it, the the more the fearless part, I would say gets easier. Like in the very beginning, I think I noticed a lot of fear of like, ah, this feels pretty big. I don't know. But the more I just started taking action, the more I'm like, the more I could find like 
my wheelhouse, my lane. This I can do this thing I can do. I can keep doing this. This feels good to me. I feel strong here. And um I love that idea for for boomers. Oh, or, for sure. Well, and and instead of I guess focusing on the destination, well, there's there's so many miles between here and here and 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 I and I'm concerned about controlling the journey along the way. Yeah. Instead of of looking at that huge trek, yep. it's well, I only need to focus on the as far as the headlights go in front of me. You know, a yeah. step yeah, at yeah. a time. I break it down to its smallest pieces and say, well, I may not be feel confident in doing all of that, but I could do this much, yeah. which then leads me to this much and then leads me to this much. And and if yeah. you've ever conquered anything in your life, well, yeah. that that's what it is. I think maybe another piece that's there for me, we've said it indirectly, but just to point to it directly that um, an ingredient to making something feel more fearless is community and having others who are engaged in the same conversation, the same process, the same path. It's easier to show up to things that feel uncertain when you're showing up with others who are on that same path and maybe uncertain as well. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Cause you, cause you can get, you can borrow each other's courage at any given moment. Yeah. And, and just the fact that I, I know for me personally, if I'm, somebody else is voicing a a hesitation or an area that that they're feeling really vulnerable about that gives me in in an odd kind of way gives me the confidence because it's okay I'm not alone in this it's okay for me to be where I am yeah because others are there too and and so we can take some some heart from that I think yeah yeah absolutely I remember uh it was a Margaret Mead quote who I think probably was a boomer if I had to put an age on Margaret Mead. I don't know how old Margaret Mead is, but um, the, the her quote was, um, never underestimate a small group of citizens to change the world. In fact, or indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. This, you know, this idea that together we can create the change we want to create, like that there it's, it's the, it's coming together that makes it work. So I, to do fear fearful things to do things that could be fearful together makes them fear less i think is a really oh yes Absolutely. important ingredient yeah. here which um side note is why we created the magnificence lab to have uh-huh. a, a group of people on a similar path headed in the same direction called what uh making an impact having a, a legacy um building a purpose or a life's work that's what we're that's what we're doing there yes yeah. oh yes and it's all an experiment <laughs> i mean yeah Right. That's why it's a lab. <laughs> That's right. There's no, there's no crystal ball here, but I, what I do know is when we when you get the the right kind of people, when you curate a group of people who are who are um, headed in a similar direction with a similar set of values, um, that can't be wrong. You know that there's something that magical that happens in the coming together of it that works. So, um, so there you go. Um, so thankful that you're leading, hosting, facilitating that space, that group. I'm glad I get to be a part of that. Um, those of you listening, if you want to learn more about that, you can go to magnificencelab.org forward slash invite 
or just go to magnificencelab.org. Either way, you'll you'll see where it says um, to learn more about the community. And um, when you go to that invite page, there's a video of Sue and I there explaining more about the community, how it works, what it's in response to. And then underneath that video is an application button. You just click the button to apply, fill out the form online, and um, it sends it to us. And then we'll follow up with next steps. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, we have a bunch of other podcasts listed on there. So yeah, right. I mean, yeah. So yeah, there's more than this conversation. I love that we get to do this every week, Sue. Um, So if if you're um, interested in following along with some of those thoughts, then feel free to jump into those as well. Sue, final thoughts for the episode? I think I'm looking forward to all the magnificent boomers that are going to show up and come and play with us. Yeah, right. I love that. <laughs> There's so much potential in what this group is um, shaping into. So, yeah, I agree. Very good. All right, everyone. Well, thank you. Thank you, Sue. We'll see you next time. And until then, be magnificent. Absolutely. <laughs>